Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. You there, you're under 17, yes, yes, I can see you. Go somewhere else. We'll wait. Okay. Hello and welcome to a very special opening segment for technical difficulties. I am your host, Kai and Chris Conroy, and this is October 13th, 2006. Friday, to be exact. Yes, Friday the 13th. A sporadic holiday that appears due to the randomness of the calendar day associated with bad luck of all kinds. Now, for a moment setting superstition aside, I would like to use this date as a springboard to a new segment I'm going to call Cayenne's Comedy Class. And I'd like you to spell all three of those words with a K just to make it zany. Today, I am going to show you, the listener, how you too can create your own comedy by merely inventing a holiday. This particular gag, the random holiday, is a no-fail joke. You can't really screw it up too badly. You just have to make a few interesting decisions. But here's how you start. Firstly, remind your audience not to forget that someday in the upcoming week, it will be your new holiday. Uh, For example, Hey kids, don't forget that next week is Intercontinental Zirconium Encrusted Jews Heart Manufacturers Appreciation Day. Or perhaps you could give it more of a religious tone. And remember, Monday is the Feast of St. McLinty's. Now, once you've got your title and or concept, it's a bit like playing Mad Libs because you have to come up with a few traditions to go along with your new holiday. They can either be conceptually associated, so remember on OJ's day to wear your undersized gloves and talk like Johnny Cochran, to the holy, random, and surreal traditions. Around our house, we celebrate St. Triceratops Day the old-fashioned way, stapling liver to a tether ball. So keep layering on bizarre tradition one after another until you're bored with it or the joke isn't funny anymore, at which point you should start editing. Do this enough and create a few of them and I'm sure you'll have comedy gold after a while. And who knows, maybe like Festivus or International Speak Like Pirates Day, you may make history by having your holiday adopted as a national holiday. Now, I bet you're saying to yourself at this point, hey, hold on a second there, Cayenne. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Why give away such an important comedy secret? What's the catch? Well, I'll tell you what the catch is. It's true. I didn't give this information away merely for altruistic motives. Oh, heavens, no. No, 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 no. I have a goal in mind, a goal where you, the listeners, can help me out. Go ahead and send me a Gmail with your holiday and tradition associated at techdiff at gmail.com and I'm going to put together the official 2007 Technical Difficulties calendar. Send me, the host, yours truly, the name of your prospective holiday, a prospective date for this prospective holiday, and three to five traditions you've invented along with your name, and we will celebrate 2007 with good times. Until then, this is Cayenne Chris Conroy saying, Friday the 13th, October 2006. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by.
Welcome back to the program, regular listeners. And for those of you new to the program, don't worry. It'll all be just fine. As I said before, this is Technical Difficulties, a comedy podcast hosted, scripted, and performed by me and my little Macintosh. My name's Kai and Chris Conroy. I hope you uh, had a good week. I hope you're having a good week right now. I guess I am. Well, there you have it. So why don't we just uh, kind of just uh, enough with the old uh, folder all. And I'll tell you what's going up besides our new 2007 calendar contest. I'll, uh, I'll uh, want to just uh, get on with the show here, and I'll talk to you on the flip side. So see you in uh, a bit. Bye. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by this special message from the Children's Paralysis Foundation. You know, childhood is a very special time of life, a time of exuberance and wonder and joy. Oh, we know you want your children to be safe and happy, but unfortunately, accidents do happen. Tragically, every year, children are badly injured or even killed doing simple, harmless, everyday activities like playing or just doing their homework. Do you want your children to have a safe and happy childhood? Well, of course you do. And that's where we come in. We're the Children's Paralysis Foundation. For mere pennies a day, we provide a special regimen of drugs, nerve blocks, and restraining devices that will keep your children numb, docile, and immobilized until they're 30 years old, providing the safest childhood modern science can allow. So remember, we're the Children's Paralysis Foundation, because physics want your children dead. And of course, it's true. Did you know that every single day public schools in America provide your children with the knowledge to commit suicide, acts of mass murder, and engage in genocide? How, you ask? Through science. Every single evil subject from physics, which could be used by your children to learn how to shoot bullets correctly, to chemistry, with its knowledge of building bombs and poison gases, and worst of all, biology which could teach your children all about the functionality of their sexy hoo hobbits. Come this November, we solemnly urge you all to vote for candidates who refuse to let our children be corrupted into chainsaw-wielding, bullet-spewing, homosexual, terrorist, liberal college professors. We're Americans for ignorance, and we're marching. Albeit in random directions and bumping into things a lot, but marching nonetheless. I'm the president of Americans for Ignorance, and I approve this... Ow! I hit my eye with a microphone! I don't like this one bit. People like this could constitute a genuine threat to my campaign come this election. I wouldn't worry about their organization one bit, Senator. I've already taken care of them. Really? Yes, they're all dead. Dead? How on earth did that happen? Well, Senator, I told them that you would be giving a speech addressing their concerns while standing in the middle of Medicine Lake, and if they wanted to hear it, all they had to do was walk out there. I see, and having no grasp of physics, of course, they all drowned. Indeed, sir. Well done, my unnamed, underhanded, nefarious associate. Now, on to the next order of business here. Medicine Lake. I want to find out which one of the wiseacres in town had it filled in with antihistamines. Yes, beautiful Medicine Lake with its histamine rainbows. And on its edge was the kingdom of wellness where good King GlaxoSmithKline sat on his throne and lorded over the healthiest people on earth. One day he called to his trim, healthy, underweight, rosy-cheeked, healthy, healthy children, Prince Ritalin and Princess Claritin and their faithful dog Xanax, and said, Now, children. 
I must warn you never ever to go into the evil forest of herbal remedies, for it is the domain of the evil witch Herbala, and she likes to trap children with her evil holistic magic. So you must promise us that you will never set foot in there, said good Queen Welbutrin. Just then, brave Sir Cialis walked in. All right, there, you can stop the video right there. All right, sorry. Now... Uh, tell me, is every character in this animated series named after some kind of pharmaceutical? Well, yes. All of the major good characters are named after pharmaceuticals, mm. and uh, the evil characters are not. For example, the main villain in the series is the dark wizard homeopathy. Well, this has um, got to be, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the most thinly veiled piece of propaganda yes, I've well, ever seen. Um, You're a genius. We should have thought of this years ago. <laughs> oh, please, please, I'm blushing. And now here is a view to the contrary. Well, I'm frankly appalled by all of this. Imagine keeping your kids stuffed full of drugs and watching television all day as if that some way is going to keep them safe or happy. Um, don't get me started on television either. That's where the problem all began. We used to have nice programs on TV. Now we don't have anything you can watch without being ashamed or embarrassed. And I think it all started with the commercials, too. We'll be right back after this message. Mom, I'm having trouble with itching. You mean feminine itching? Yes, that's right. You know, from that time of the month. Oh, and I bet you're feeling a little bit dry and washed out. I sure do, Mom. If only there was something I can do about it. I understand, honey, perfectly, because I'm a woman like you, and like you, I possess a secret magical grotto, which must be kept clean and pure at all times. Mom, why do we use this mystical double talk every time we want to bring up the subject of feminine hygiene? You're right, dear. This is the 21st century, after all. I think we should be able to be more upfront about these sort of things. Later that day, same commercial. Mom, my twattage is like a Motherfucker. Now, this specifically was the commercial your organization took exception to, right? That, that's correct, yes. Now, for those of you just joining the program, my guest tonight is Garth Morse. Uh, he's the president of the Council of International Motherfuckers. Yes, that's correct, yes. And I think programs like that, that, that mm, yes. commercial you just saw there, yeah, yes. I think uh, comedians, etc., pop culture in general, mm -hmm. has had this... Well, bias, this yeah, um, prejudice against motherfuckers such as myself. Okay. And well, they constantly... We, I just want to point out to well, people I, that we are not a source of pain. We don't itch. All right. All right. We're not... We're not evil, awful, horrible people like like they seem to put forth. We, well, I don't know why we are constantly oppressed the way we are by popular culture, and I think it disparages a noble calling. Which is fucking people's mothers. Yep, you see, that kind of attitude is exactly uh, what I'm talking well, about. I, I mean, you know, you gotta admit, you know, motherfucker has a pretty negative connotation. To yes, it. well, every man who has children that he loves has at least once in his life been a motherfucker. Wow. I never thought of it that way before. I'll bet you didn't, you cocksucker. Uh, first call, Eddie from Cleveland. I'm from the International Council of Cocksuckers. And are you offended by what Mr. Morse just said? No, I just wanted to know if anyone needed a blowjob. Tonight on Mystery, we present Lord Dempsey, eccentric British detective. What's the story here, Sergeant? Well, it appears a very famous playwright's been strangled to death in his own apartment, my lord. You seem to know an awful lot of details about this particular crime, Sergeant. It seems you've moved to the top of my list of suspects. Where were you on the night of the murder? I was with you, my lord. I see. Is there anyone who can verify this alibi of yours? Yes, you, my lord. Well, looks like I've just moved up to the top of my list of suspects. The plot thickens. You're out of your bloody mind. Out of my bloody mind like a fox. No. Lord Dempsey, a detective and British lord who uses his high position in society to nose his way into police business he has no clue about. Are there any fingerprints on the murder weapon, Sergeant? No, my lord. It appears that the murderer wore gloves. Gloves, you say? He must have been from someplace incredibly cold then. Sergeant, we arrest every Eskimo and we'll have our man. Oh, fucking hell. 
That's Lord Dempsey tonight on Mystery. And now here with a reply to that joke is Detective Melman. Well, there you have it, aren't you? There you got British detectives now. Leonard's off solving his own crimes. And where's Melman? Poor Melman gets to sit in the back of the bus and not get bothered by anybody because there's no love for me. No love for Frank Melman. Oh, no. No more copy. Said this once. You know, we did the whole storyline that got abandoned once. And here we are months later after starting a brand new storyline for good old Frank Melman. And where does it go? Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. So here I am stuck unloved and completely left behind with broken promises. I guess I should get used to that idea because that's where I always am when I'm on the cop beat. Cop beat. Stories of whiny, complaining Los Angeles detectives involved in convoluted adventures all across the L.A. area. And now, Detective Melman in Cop Beat. It was raining again in Los Angeles and... Um, well, to be honest, I was sort of given the impression we weren't doing my part of the show this week. So I didn't get a script. And therefore, I really can't follow what, what was happening with um, the plot. Um, that's when my phone rang. Um, um, Melman speaking. Melman, where are you? Um, I'm in the rain somewhere. I'm not sure exactly. Well, get into my office immediately. I've got a follow-up on that steamroller murder case. Um, okay. One scene later, I found myself in the captain's office. Good Lord, Melman, you're soaked through to the bone. You'll catch a death of cold standing there like that. Here, have a stiff drink. Could I have a liquid one instead, sir. I hate stiff drinks. You'll drink this one and like it, Melman, if you say so. Now, Melman, before I give you a follow-up for this uh, unnecessarily complicated scenario, let me recap. All right. The facts we have are these. A very rich woman's husband was run over by a steamroller. Okay. A steamroller killer who seems to be left over from the 1960s out of the Unabomber. Yeah. His one surviving victim is the sister of our coroner. Uh-huh. And his latest victim is a theater owner, an ex-boyfriend of the murdered man. And now the killer is gunning for you. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Now, as you stand there pathetically holding that drink in your hand and dripping all over my floor, I want to know what your take on the case is. Uh, well, uh, I was just thinking that uh, mm -hmm. possibly the most logical, uh, the well, the evidence... Uh, points me is uh, in the direction of... Uh, yeah, you see? You see right there. All you do uh, is sit around the office all day long complaining, oh, when are we going to do another cop beat? When are we going to do another cop beat? And we finally do one, and you're just not even ready for it. Uh, well, uh, it's... I mean, it, look, cut me some slack here, Captain, mm -hmm. will you? I mean, you know, it's been months since we did the last installment. Mm -hmm. I barely remember the plot. There was no script handed to me. You know, mm -hmm. had to, we'd have to concisely re... you know recap everything that happened up till now mm -hmm. and then just to bring the audience up to speed with oh i see what you're doing yeah yes oh, yes oh, you finally okay. caught oh. up to speed there did you there very oh, good melman i've just recapped yeah. the entire plot for you so you can oh, bring the audience back up to speed oh, yes good, so that yeah. next yeah. week when we drag cockbeat kicking and screaming back into technical difficulties they'll remember what the hell happened uh. Thanks a lot, Captain. That really, uh, that really helped me out there. Yeah, it's my job, Melman. Here, take this mop and clean that floor up. Well, the Captain had put me back on track. I knew where I was and where I stood. So, um, next week we'll uh, we'll be doing cop beat, and um, we'll next week we'll, on uh, cop beat we'll be ending this plot line once and for all and turning cop beat in the future back into a dragnet parody like it should have been from the very beginning. Right, Melman? Uh, yeah, right, Captain. Yeah, good. Now get back to mopping.
Well, there you have it, folks. Coffee next week. Melman uh, gets to finish off his polish off his storyline before the following week, or possibly even next week when we dive back into Leonard's storyline. I'm, I'm starting to lose track of these storylines. You know, when I kind of get, uh, you know, sidetracked by stuff, which I have, as you know, from my technological meltdowns recently. Anyway, I'd like to thank Jake Cordova over there. Uh, he, uh, he sent me... Um, $10 at PayPal. Jake Cordova of the Just Not Right podcast. Uh, go check out his podcast. It's a lot of fun. It used to be uh, Choose the Left X's, and now it's Just Not Right podcast. He started a brand new one, and he sent me $10 via PayPal. Thank you so much. It goes into the pot. And I'd like to make an offer to you people out there who are listening, since uh, I don't do this show every... Well, I don't. I, since I do do this show every week, and I don't get paid to do it, I'd like a request, and it's not like an immediate thing, and it's not a requirement or anything. The only requirement is, is that you enjoy the show and tell your friends to listen. Um, but if you could, and you've got your uh, PayPal attached, uh, could you send me 10 bucks? I'd like to get about... Uh, what did I figure it was? I want to buy a new computer. I want to get a... I need about two thousand, somewhere between seventeen, fifteen hundred, and two thousand dollars to buy a new computer. So I figured I could get whatever division of that. If I get a hundred and fifty people to send me ten dollars a piece, I could afford to buy a brand new computer and upgrade this equipment. Because frankly, my eMac is starting to choke on its own blood here. I can only get X number of tracks going at once, and it would just streamline my life quite a bit to get one of those brand spanky new Macintoshes. Not a huge requirement. Like I said, you know, it's like I'm not demanding this or anything. I just thought it would be nice if I could do that. That's all. That's just a thought. And I guess uh, with, uh, see, if I figure it's, uh, if I figure it's $1,500 or $1,700, let's say, then I need, uh, I need 170 people. I need 169 people to send me $10 each or some permutation thereof. And, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll work out a pricing scheme. If people send me money, I can do special sketches just for them, and I'll send it to them for their shows or just for their own personal use or something like that. Maybe $10, and I'll record your voicemail message or something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I'm trying to raise money for a computer, so there. And my, uh, my offer from the beginning of the show still stands. Yes, please invent your own holiday with its own traditions and send it to me, and I will be putting together either a Google or an iCal calendar. Probably a Google one, because I've got this Google thing that lets you do calendar stuff on it, and and I have to figure that out. Or maybe MySpace or something. I don't know. I have to figure out the calendar. But I would, really would like people to send me a... I want to put together a 2007 uh, calendar of technical difficulties holidays invented by the, uh, by the, by the listeners. So I guess the cutoff point will that, for that will be New Year's Eve 2006, which will be here shorter than you think. Fuck. Anyway... Um, as you always, you can please oh, and send it to me via TechDiff. Yes, that's right. TechDiff at gmail.com. Or you can head over to TechDiff.com and leave me a uh, comment on my page. If you wish to PayPal me, you can uh, either do it through TechDiff at TCInternet.net or Cayenne at TCInternet.net. Both of those, uh, both of those, um, uh, those mails work for PayPal purposes. And uh, please check out Uncomfortable-Questions, my wife Susan's podcast. That's always a good thing to listen to there. Manly Geek. Oh, you know, I know. God damn it. Uh, Rusty, are you out there listening? Rusty Bender, Strange Brain Radio. A while back, Rusty did his last show, and I he played a piece of audio that I did on that show, and I didn't... I mean, I, I just got so bogged down in other stuff that I forgot to check. It's been sitting on my in my thing for the longest time, and I just not listened to it. I didn't bother to check that it was the last show. 
and um, when my computer went down, I went back and re- re- had to resubscribe to all my uh, podcasts, and that one came up, and I saw it was the last show, and I listened to it, and it was great, and boy, am I sorry to see Rusty Bender and Strange Brain Radio go. So this is a big shout-out there to Rusty. Rusty Bender, Strange Brain Radio. If you go to strangebrainradio.com or go over to iTunes, you can subscribe to it there and listen to the, to the archives of that. It was a great podcast, and Rusty has been a huge supporter of the show, and I hope to God he does another, another show of some kind. And if he does, I'll be listening. Uh, Manly Geek and uh, Rambling Retard Rampage with El Nacho, always good uh, supporters of the show and have been for a while. Jake Court over at, at, at over at Just Not Right and uh, Anthony over at Ashanti No Lemon. I just did Anthony's, uh, Anthony's message, uh, email, uh, not his message, his phone message system. So maybe one day I'll get permission from him to, to, without minus the phone number, of course, or whatever, to play it and give you an example of what I could create for you. And I might ask you to pay me $10 or $20 or something. I don't know. I'll work out a pricing scheme. I, I can't figure this stuff out. I'm bad at it. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Next week's show is going to be a copied show. Yes, it will. It will be copied. And we have gotten so many requests now to hear more Zoo Patrol that I'm really twisting John's arm to get us to do it. So John and Phil and I are going to get together and do another Zoo Patrol because, God, it's been over a year since the last Zoo Patrol. And all of the three of us are itching to do it. It's just our schedules, well, suck. So uh, that's that then. And uh, thanks so much for any support and uh, the like. Uh, Kim Dallaire and, 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 and Dave Underwood and over at Queen's English. And I just did some audio also for uh, Confessions of an English Jackass, I believe is the name of the podcast. I'll double check that and, and repost that if I got that wrong. Uh, but uh, when the, I'll, I'll let you know I've got, some, I've got some irons out there and I'm looking to uh, produce some audio. And oh yes, a while back, this is another thing. Just if, the, if you're out there, uh, Gonzo Gone Wrong, uh, the creator of Gonzo Gone Wrong, Kim, I can't remember your last name. I'm sorry. I lost all your information, I'm afraid. I uh, put it in my computer, and my computer is gone. And you talked to me about possibly working together on a sketch for your show, and I would really, really like to do it. Then I've gone over to Gonzo, Got, Gonzo Gone Wrong, and I can't find any sort of link to your email. Um, could you send me an email at techdiff at gmail.com or give me another phone call or something? Because I'm... Kind of, you know, I'd still like to work on your stuff, and I haven't talked to you since September. And if you're there, please. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm done whining now. Uh, I will talk to all of you next week, and uh, please give me a comment. I barely got any comments for the last show, for whatever reason. And uh, I'd like to know what people think about what's going on here and uh, the like. So, And this show seemed a little... Uh, uh, this show uh, wasn't, wasn't rushed or anything, but I... Um, I had to do it a bit at the last minute because my wife Susan was sick yesterday and I was taking care of her. So I didn't give myself the extra time that I normally would have done to do the show. I don't think it suffered too badly, but there you go. Anyway, uh, Sue's feeling better, by the way. Boy, I'm really taking up your time here. Okay, bye. Hey, one last quick note here, by the way. The podcast peer awards were held uh, when they were announced on October 1st and technical difficulties came in third. There you go. Thanks. Thanks for everybody who supported that and thanks for listening. Again, AI, it's my pleasure to do this job and, and, uh, and I'm honored you're listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you 
the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.